Good Church Podcast. Wherever you're listening from today, it's our hope that this message would help you reflect the light of Jesus' life for all to see. Well, happy Sunday, everybody. I am so thankful to be here today on Thanksgiving Sunday. Right now in the chat, why don't you go put down one reason that you're thankful to be a part of Vivid Church. Or maybe you're not a part of Vivid Church yet, you're just checking out online. Why don't you just write one thing that you're thankful for in the chat today. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, I know I'm thankful because I'm gonna be eating some turkey very shortly and it's gonna be delicious. So uh, really excited to bring the word today. Um, I've got a message that I really feel like is going to bless you today. So why don't we just get right to the word. Um, open your Bible if you've got your Bible or you can even pull it up on your computer. The Holy Spirit knows if you're not paying attention though, guys. So make sure you go straight to your Bible. Genesis chapter 29, starting in verse 14. Okay, why don't we read together? I'm going to read about 15 verses here. So stay with me. It's going to get really good. Okay, the Bible says this. After Jacob had stayed with Laban for about a month, Laban said to him, you should not work for me without pay just because we're relatives. Tell me how much your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The older daughter was named Leah, and the younger one was Rachel. There was no sparkle in Leah's eyes. Some translations say that she had weak eyes. But Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face. Since Jacob was in love with Rachel, he told his father, I'll work for you for seven years if you'll give me Rachel, your younger daughter, as my wife. Agreed, Laban replied. I'd rather give her to you than anyone else. Stay and work with me. Oh, sorry, stay and work with me. So, so Jacob worked for seven years to pay for Rachel. But his love for her was so strong that it seemed to him as but a few days. Finally, the time came for him to marry her. I have now fulfilled my agreement, Jacob said to Laban. Now give me my wife so I can marry her. So Laban invited everyone in the neighborhood and prepared a wedding feast. But that night, when it was dark, Laban took Leah to Jacob, and he slept with her. Uh-oh. Laban had given Leah a servant, Zilpha, to be her mate. But when Jacob woke up in the morning, behold, it was Leah. Ha! Ah! I worked for seven years for Rachel. Why have you tricked me? It's not our custom to marry a younger daughter ahead of our firstborn, Laban replied. But wait until the bridal week is over and then we'll give you Rachel too, provided you promise to work another seven years for me. So Jacob agreed to work seven more years a week after Jacob had married Leah. Laban gave him Rachel too. Laban gave Rachel a ser servant called Billa to be her maid. So Jacob slept with Rachel too and he loved her much more than Leah. He stayed and worked for Laban an additional seven years. I just want to read one more scripture, then we're really quickly going to pray and we're going to get into this. Okay, that, the second scripture is short. It's this, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And, and here's what it says. It says, In all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I want to call this message, if you're taking notes today, it's as easy as one, two, three, four. Write that down if you're taking notes. It's as easy as one, two, three, four. Let's just quickly pray and ask God to bless this message. Lord Jesus, would you bless us today as we listen to your word, as we hear your word, Lord Jesus. We want to see you more clearly and we want to be thankful. Amen. Well, 
The other week, we had an in-person live church service, and we've only had two during the whole lockdown with COVID, and I was really excited to be there and see everybody. I don't know if you know me, I'm a little bit of a social butterfly, like I love people, I love meeting people and saying hi and giving high fives, so COVID has been a little bit difficult for me, but I was really excited to get to our second in-person service. And during the service, I had quite a few responsibilities, like I had to lead some worship and organize some teams and do some sound. So on Saturday night, I was like anticipating this big Sunday and I had a driver organized to get me there and all that kind of stuff. So I'd be focused and I'd be ready. And I woke up in the morning feeling great. And I took my vitamins and, and, and my driver came and I got in the car and we started driving to the venue, which is about 40 minutes away from my house. And when I was about 10 minutes away from the venue, I started to get a little car sick. And uh, when I was, you know, almost there, I kind of just felt like a little bit nauseous, you know? And we got inside and I told my driver, my friend Josh, shout out to Josh, by the way, love you, man. We got inside and said, hey, I just have to go to the back room for a bit because I'm feeling a little bit ill. And I went to the back room and I kind of tried to get myself together. And have you ever had that feeling where you know you're going to be sick and there's nothing that's going to stop you from being sick, but you start lying to yourself? This was the state that I was in. I was lying to myself. I was like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to get up there. I'm going to start singing. Nothing's going to come out of my mouth. It's going to be great. The only thing that's going to come out actually is going to be worship to God. That's it. Just worship to God is going to come out. And I sat there for a few more minutes and Pastor Justin saying, hey, are you feeling okay, Pastor Kobe? And I said, I feel great. I'll be right out. But I didn't feel great. And as hard as I tried to stay healthy, I could not stay healthy. I was going to be sick. And while you all were worshiping the Lord and pouring your hearts out to God at our live service, I was in the back vomiting my guts out. It was not a pretty scene. And I learned that Sunday, this one principle, what goes in sometimes is going to come out especially if it's not good. Something not good had gone in that morning and it was coming out. And I'm so glad it came out because I felt so much better when it did. But, but what goes in has got to come out. And today, as I'm giving this message on Thanksgiving, I want to challenge you around what has been going in during the season of COVID, during the season of lockdown, as we've had all these challenges and things have changed and we've had our expectations kind of not met in some areas and maybe you've been disappointed. I want to remind you that what's been going in has this tendency to sometimes maybe pollute our spirit a little bit if it's not the right things. And and eventually that stuff is going to come out like as hard as I tried. I just couldn't keep it back and it was coming out of my life. And the purpose of this message is to help you with your gratitude. And I really believe that as God's word goes in, that gratitude and thankfulness is going to be the thing that comes out of your life because the same type of stuff that goes in is going to be the same type of stuff that comes out. So I just want to challenge you around that today. The purpose of the message today is that God's word would go in and that gratitude would begin to come out. Because listen, if we're going to take an account of the things that are coming out of our life, um, we need to recognize that God's will is not that some of this negativity is coming out, but that gratitude and gratefulness is coming out of our life. That's what the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says, be thankful in all things. Why? Because this is God's will for your life. Have you ever wondered what God's will is for your life? Maybe you're like, what school should I go to, Lord? Who should I date? 
Um, what friends should I have? When should I start a family? I love that God's word is so clear that before you get any of that stuff in order, God's will for your life right now as we're speaking this message, as we're celebrating Thanksgiving, is that gratitude and gratefulness to him would pour out of your life. So the big question is, what has been going in? I love this story about Jacob and Leah because they're two super interesting characters in the Bible. To summarize, Jacob was basically the great grandfather of the nation of Israel. And uh, he's a super significant Bible character. I actually named my firstborn son after Jacob um, because the Bible says God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I just thought it'd be cool when he read that. I don't know. But uh, but Jacob's a super significant figure. And he's actually born uh, the younger of two brothers. He's a twin, but he comes out second. And his whole life, he spends jealous of his older brother, Esau. And uh, he ends up deceiving his father, um, into giving him Esau's inheritance and Esau's birthright uh, later on in their life. And Esau is so upset about this that he wants to kill Jacob. So Jacob ends up fleeing his household. And by God's providence, he kind of lands with his uncle Laban in the situation where he sees Laban's younger daughter, who's beautiful. Her name's Rachel. And he immediately falls in love with her. And then Laban has another daughter, an older daughter, which would have been the custom for Jacob probably to marry first. And her name was Leah. And the Bible says that Leah had weak eyes. And uh, truly, that's kind of the biblical way of saying that Leah, she was kind of ugly. You know, uh, it's funny because Rachel, the name actually means you, which is like this beautiful, like female lamb, like this beautiful lamb. And uh, Leah's name means big cow. <laughs> Can you imagine going to that baby shower? It's like, it's like, hey, meet our new baby, big cow. And everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to see the baby. And they come over and she's like, and they're like, ah, it's like, honey, get the car. You know, it's like this really awkward situation with Leah that if the Bible says you're ugly, you're probably a little bit ugly. So Leah's in this ugly situation and, and, and Leah is a picture of our life when we're in an ugly situation. I don't know about you, but the one reason that I wanted to, to read this scripture today was because I just kind of recognized that over the last six months, we've been in a little bit of an ugly situation. And I thought that Leah might be able to help us identify some of the ugly stuff that happens in our life when we're in an ugly situation. You know, it's funny because sometimes we read this and we think, poor Jacob, he got deceived. He, he's, he's, you know, having to marry this ugly girl that he didn't even want to marry and he got tricked into seven more years. But the reality is that Jacob and Leah are kind of the same. They're both in an ugly situation. They're both deceivers. They're both resentful. They both let entitlement and pride and jealousy come into their life and establish a place in their heart. And all of a sudden, lies and deceit and manipulation start coming out of their life because they haven't recognized how powerful gratitude and thankfulness is. And this is the lesson that God's trying to teach them. And I really believe this is the lesson that God's trying to teach us. So before we get any further in the message, I've got some great points and I really feel like the end of this message is going to just bless your socks off. But before we get there, why don't we really quickly take an assessment of our own heart? Okay. Like during this last season, have you noticed some crazy stuff coming out of your life? Because, because what goes in must come out. 
And maybe it's possible that the, the ugly situation that we're in has caused some not so great things to come out of your life. Like, let's just talk about those for a minute. I don't want you to put this in the chat. This is between you and God, okay? I'm not judging you. I'm actually here with you. God was dealing with me while I was preparing this message. But, but like, how, how's your relationship with alcohol been doing during COVID? I've just heard a lot, seen a lot of memes, I should say, about like, hey, I've been drinking a lot with a whole bottle of wine and like, like, let's just get honest and, and like, has, has the nature of this ugly situation put pressure on you? So you want to fill the gap with something that's not God's best for your life. And maybe you've just been indulging a little bit too much with the alcohol. They're like, what about your relationship with Amazon Prime? You can put that one in the chat because I think that some of us know exactly what I'm talking about. I get a dopamine rush when I click buy now and I get a dopamine rush when the package arrives at my door. And, uh, and you know what? Sometimes I'm filling a little bit of a gap because this season has let some entitlement in, some bitterness in, maybe some jealousy. And I've been on social media too much. And instead of gratitude coming out of my life, all of a sudden I just start needing things to fill that gap that only God is meant to fill. So let's just take a quick account and uh, then let's go back to Jacob and Leah here, okay? Because listen, their situation gets a little bit worse before it gets better, unfortunately. Look what the Bible says here in Genesis 29, verse 31. It says, when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he enabled her to have children. Listen, I just want to encourage you for one second. In the middle of your ugly situation, God sees you. Isn't that awesome? God loves you. He sees you. He sees these struggles that you've been having in the middle of this season. He sees the relationships that you have where you're trying to put something in that place of your life that's not him, that ought to be him. And you know what he does in that place? He loves you and he sees you. The Bible says, when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he enabled her to have children. But Rachel could not conceive So Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, The Lord has noticed my misery, and now my husband will finally love me. You know what's so interesting about that piece of scripture? Is it so telling on Leah's heart in this situation? Because God sees Leah, but all Leah sees is her misery. See, this is what happens when we don't have a heart of gratitude and thankfulness to God is we, we become crazy self-centered. Like we only think about ourselves and our problems and our misery and what's wrong with us. We take our eyes off of helping other people. We take our eyes off of loving people. We take our eyes off of God. And instead of making this about a miracle God did, Leah makes it all about her misery. She's like, hey, everybody, God also noticed how terrible my life is. Can you imagine going to that baby shower? It's like, hey, what's your baby's name, Leah? We remember your baby shower. That was awkward. Maybe you'll redeem it. She's like, this is called God sees how much my husband doesn't like me. It's like she's not even making it about her baby. It's all about her because she's in this place where she's not grateful to God. And I want to challenge you. What are you seeing when you see this situation? Are you seeing what God sees are you only seeing how bad it is and how miserable it is? And are you, are you kind of coming in on yourself? Listen, that's not God's will for your life. God's will for your life is that you would see who he is and what he's done. You know, my dad tells me this story often. When he was uh, probably 11, 12 years old, my dad was born in 1946. So this is in the late 50s. 
He said he was driving a scooter with his older brother and they're ripping around. Obviously, there's no driver's license needed back in the 50s and they're having fun. And he said a pretty girl walked by. And, and my dad and his brother both looked over at the pretty girl and they weren't paying attention to the road and they found themselves in a ditch. Listen, when we're not looking in the right direction, when we're looking at the wrong things, when pain is so prevalent that it's all that we see, we miss God in the midst of it and we lose our gratitude. And God's will for our life is that we wouldn't just see our misery and our terrible situation, but that we would see him in the middle of it all. Let me ask you this. When you look in the mirror and you see yourself, what do you see? Do do you see what God sees? Or do you only see the situations and circumstances and and the words of your surroundings and and, and that, that people have put on you? And do you see this negative picture of yourself? Or do you see what God sees? You've got to see yourself the way God sees you. I find Christians often make two mistakes. The first mistake is they think they're the most wonderful person in the world and that they're God's gift to the church. And every church they walk in should be so blessed that we have them. And, and, and they don't need to do anything. They're just special. And, and that's not what actually God sees. God knows you're special, but, but he wants you to be part of a body and have relationships with people and build his church working humbly and working hard and working with tenacity. And the other thing that people see that's a lie is, is that they're no good. They look in the mirror and see all the mistakes that they've made and, and see someone that God would never use. And both lies have the same spirit and both people tend to delay what God wants to do in their life because they're looking at the wrong thing. But Paul says, don't see yourself different than you really are. Make an honest assessment of yourself so that you can connect with the body, so that you can work hard, so that you can see yourself as you really are, be fulfilled by God, and overflow in gratitude and thankfulness to Him. What do you see right now? Look at the second child that Leah has. It's really interesting. Genesis 29, verse 33. The Bible says, Soon she became pregnant again, and gave birth to another son, and she named him Simeon. For she said, the Lord has heard that I was unloved and given me another son. So it changes from what she was seeing to what she was hearing. Listen, Leah is still self-centered. She still doesn't have a heart of gratitude. She's still focusing on all of her pain. And, and, and now she's saying, hey guys, now you, obviously you can't see what God sees, but can you hear can you hear what, what's going on in my life and how bad it is and how miserable it is? And uh, I, I really think that Leah probably believed that there was some gossip happening about her and that people were saying negative things about her and she was believing and leaning into the words of people rather than listening to the love of God that was pouring out on her and giving her children and again, making it all about her pain. My question to you today is what are you listening to? Are you listening to God's word or are you listening to the world? A huge challenge that we have right now is there's so much noise. There is so much happening in the world today that's negative and so much that is, 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 is overpowering what God is trying to say to us in this season. And let me challenge you, is your worldview shaped by the world and the socioeconomic political climate of the day or is your worldview being shaped by the beautiful, amazing, and true Word of God. And so many of us Christians, we just haven't spent enough time in our Bible. 
And I just want to challenge you and encourage you to get in the word and get God's word in your life. And all of a sudden, watch as you start to listen to what God says. Gratitude is going to start coming out of your life rather than anger, rather than entitlement, rather than all those nasty things. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching to myself today, but God's word is so good and we need more of it in our life. Check out Leah's third child. The Bible says this in verse 34. Then she became pregnant a third time and gave birth to another son. She named him Levi, for she said, surely this time my husband will feel affection for me, for I have given him three sons. Look, Leah moves from the place of seeing to the place of hearing to the place of feeling. And literally, Levi means attached. And the question today is, what have you attached yourself to in the middle of this crazy season? Like, like, are the things that you're attaching yourself to things that are going to bring gratitude out of your life? Or are they just things that are going to suck the life out of you? See, see this, this perspective that Leah has is like this black hole perspective. Things are just getting worse for her. And have you ever been to that, uh, been around that person that needs to be attached to things that are cool to feel cool? That, that's what Leah's doing right now. She's trying to attach herself to having children rather than attaching herself to the God that created her and loved her and is blessing her in this season. And when we do that, literally, we just suck the life out of the room. There's this SNL skit, a skit that, that has this girl called Debbie Downer. And the whole funny thing is she'll walk into a party and everyone's having fun. And then she'll just say something negative. She'll be like, these cookies aren't gluten-free. And then it just zooms in on her face and goes, wah, wah. And she just sucks the life out of the room. Listen, when we're not grateful, literally, we just suck the life out of the room. But when we attach ourselves to God and to his church, and to his word, all of a sudden, instead of sucking the life out of the room, we just give life to the room. Like gratitude just fills the room with life because you have everything you need in Christ and you don't need anything else to be satisfied. But listen, this is so cool because Leah had three sons and she was making a lot of mistakes. But the cool part is that God still loved her. Listen, if you feel like you've been resonating with Leah for this message, I want to challenge you and encourage you. God still loves you. He still wants to bless you. And she had one, two, three sons, but then God blessed her again. And she had son number four. And she named this son Judah. And you know what Judah means? Judah means praise. And finally, after three whole sons and seasons of going in and trying to be attached to the wrong things and listening to the wrong things and, and, and not giving God glory and not giving God praise, Leah finally gets it. And that's my prayer for you today is that as we would pray and if there's things in your life, maybe your life isn't like Leah's, but there's an area of your life that is in that area that you would all of a sudden understand that God loves you. He sees you. He hears you. He's near to you. And that if you would praise him in that place, a miracle could happen in your life. And the Bible says that Leah didn't need any more sons after that, that she stopped having sons because she had got the revelation that God was trying to give her, that she was loved by God. And so she began to thank him. And here's what's really cool, guys. I'm going to wrap up in just a sec, but this is so cool. Leah was actually the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. It wasn't Rachel who was the beautiful one who Jacob really wanted. No, no, no. Jesus came from Leah, the one that nobody wanted. And you know what's so cool about that? She didn't come from Leah's firstborn son, which would have been customary in the culture, but she, he came from the one, two, three, 
fourth son. And when uh, Leah, I almost said Lewis, wouldn't that be awesome? Jacob and Lewis, yeah. But when Leah started to praise God and give thanks to God, all of a sudden she sowed the seed of praise and she started to reap the fruit of Christ in her life. And that seed was planted of Jesus in her lineage because Christ is seated on a throne of praise and thanksgiving. I want to challenge you right now. If there's an area of your life that's been crazy, if you will start to sow seeds of thanksgiving, you're going to start reaping all this fruit that looks a lot like Jesus. Your life is going to start looking more like Jesus. Your situation's going to start looking a little bit more like Jesus. Like, I feel like we've gotten this message wrong a little bit from the start because we've been going, okay, I've got to get stuff in my ears. I've got to get stuff in my eyes. I've got to get attached to the right things. And then over a process of time, one day I'll be thankful. That's not how thankfulness works. This is how thankfulness works in your life. Listen, when you start sowing seeds of thanks, when you start sowing seeds of praise, all of a sudden a miracle happens in your life today, right now. And you can begin the process of filling your life with better things because you're grateful to God. So I want to challenge you right now in the chat. Why don't we just have this praise explosion and this Thanksgiving explosion? You can start writing some things that you're thankful for. And I promise you, the Holy Spirit is going to start ministering to your heart and to your life. Amen. Listen, when I was um, about four years ago, yeah, four years ago, my son Judah was born. That's right, I have a son named Judah too. And here's something you didn't know about me is everyone calls me Kobe, but my real name's Jacob. So this story kind of resonates with me. So we had three kids, and then we had a Judah. Judah's my fourth kid. He was born four years ago. And uh, when he was in the hospital, um, sorry, let me back up. When he was born, he had to go directly to the hospital because he was only one pound. He, he was a micro preemie. It was this little tiny baby that needed a lot of help. And I'll never forget the day he was born because it was one of the worst days of my life. And I have to say, church, like it wasn't a day where I was at my best pastorally. I was probably at my worst. And I resonate with Leah in that moment. I was in the middle of an ugly situation. There's a lot of ugly things that were happening. It was like every five minutes, someone would walk in the room and say, sir, I think your son's going to die. You need to just hold his hand and watch his last breaths. It was really, really intense. And I have to admit that gratitude wasn't coming out of my life in that moment. Actually, there was some entitlement. There was some jealousy. There was some anger that was coming out. And I'll never forget sitting there and and God spoke to me and he said, hey, Kobe, count your blessings. And I remember thinking, hey, Lord, I actually don't need a Hallmark card right now. (laughs) I kind of need just like the supernatural power of your Holy Spirit. And he's like, be quiet and start counting. And, And I'll never forget. I'm sitting there and I start going, man, I have an amazing family. They're cool. That's one thing, Lord. I've got a pretty cool wife. She's pretty amazing. Man, I've got some cool kids. And then when I got to number four, I just, I realized it was like a revelation that I didn't just have three kids, I had four. Because until then, Judah, he was just a problem that I had to solve. He wasn't a blessing that God was bringing into my life. And gratitude all of a sudden started to pour out of my heart. Because when thankfulness came out, a miracle started happening on the inside. And God changed my heart and he changed my life. I want that so bad for you right now. And I just want to close reminding you that God's will for your life is that you would be thankful. And watch this. The Bible says, in all things give thanks, for this is the will of Christ Jesus for you. Listen, you might be in an ugly situation, 
and there's things happening that you're not grateful for, you know what's so cool? It is the Bible doesn't say for all things give thanks. Like I wasn't grateful that my son was in the hospital. The Bible says in all things give thanks. So no matter what situation you're in, you can still praise God. You can thank him that he loves you, that he hears you, that he sees you, and that he's near to you and watches you pour out that thankfulness to God that a lot of good stuff is going to happen on the inside of you. I'd love to pray for you as we close. And today on Thanksgiving, um, I know that there's maybe a lot of people watching. And this might have actually been a difficult message for you to listen to because there's some turmoil happening on the inside of you. And I want to pray for you and uh, believe that God, as you will thank him for some of the amazing things that he's done in your life and who he is, that he will do a miracle on the inside of you. And I also want to pray, if, if you don't know Jesus today, I want to pray for you right now that you would receive the love and care of God Almighty. The Bible says that Jesus died on a cross for our sins and anyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And I've been thanking God every day since I've received Christ that he loves me and I know that he does because his word says so. So so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray and uh, and if either of those things apply to you, if, if, if you just need to thank God for something, you're having a hard time, I'm believing a miracle is going to happen in your heart. And, and if you need to receive Christ, let's do that right now. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. God, I pray for anybody who's struggling with gratitude today, that you would give them this revelation that you see them, you hear them, you're near to them, and you love them. And let gratitude come out. And as gratitude goes out, I pray that your love and care and a miracle would happen on the inside of them. Lord God, and if there's anyone today that doesn't know you, God, we just pray right now that you're doing a, a miracle in their heart. And, and, and if that's you, just pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I love you. I, I know that you died for me and I receive your love. Thank you that I'm saved and that heaven is my home. Amen. We love you, church. We hope that you enjoyed this edition of the Vivid Church podcast. For more information about Vivid Church, check out our website at www.vivid.church or look us up on Instagram at vivid.church. Have the best day.